0: Matthew 9 is a chapter that is spilling over with healing and faith. A paralyzed man is brought to Jesus by his friends in verse 2, and Jesus sees the faith of the friends, and the paralyzed man walks. A woman with a 12-year disease is free in an instant. Jesus says to her, your faith has made you well in verse 22. Two blind men finally see through their eyes after Jesus said to them, it shall be done according to your faith in verse 29. Faith and healing, those two things are inseparable. So many people today need healing in their bodies. It seems that we want our healing, but we never have checked our faith. We probably should get a handle on faith. This small word is huge. Let's see if we can unpack it in the next few moments. Faith has to be a huge thing if in fact it gets us saved, it gets people healed. It's how we please God. It's even how we walk the Christian life. Even a little faith still does big things. It's even what makes prayer powerful. Almost everything we do as a Christian has faith involved. So I think we get a better handle on it when we realize what it is. Faith honors God and God honors faith. Faith cashes God's checks. Faith won't get you everything you want, but it will get you everything that God wants you to have. Only two times does the Bible devote an entire chapter to one topic. This first is the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. The second is what we're discussing today, faith. That's Hebrews 11. Though we aren't there yet in our 260 journey, today's reading helps us understand the power of faith. As we see in Matthew 9, God takes faith very seriously. I've heard it said before, faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible but it has the power to connect you to what you need. You exercise faith every day. Let's take one example of the doctor and the pharmacist. You go to a doctor whose name you may not be able to pronounce and whose degrees you've never verified. He gives you a prescription you cannot read. You take it to a pharmacist you never met. He gives you a chemical compound you don't understand. Then you go home and take the pill according to the instructions on the bottle. All in trusting and sincere faith. When it comes to your spiritual life, You need faith to get over the hurdles of determining that even God exists. You use your faith faith for the next hurdle. Who is this God I've given my life to? Then you face another hurdle that takes faith, fighting the devil as he tries to mess you up on the greatness of God. Why? Because biblical faith always depends upon its object. You can have little faith in thick ice and still survive. You can have great faith with thin ice and drown it's the object that's the issue. The Bible never says to believe only. It says, believe on the Lord Jesus. The Bible doesn't say have faith only. It says, have faith in God, Mark eleven twenty two. So if the God you put your faith in is misconstrued, then so is your faith. The best way to grow in faith is to do it as Peter tells us. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's in 2 Peter 3.18. And the best place to start that growth in order to know God is through reading and studying the word of God. The Bible is God's bio. The more we read it, the more our faith strengthens. Faith needs an object. The object is the bullseye. It's the bullseye of our faith and it's God and who he is. Your faith is only as great as the God you believe in. He must be the object of your faith. Since God does not change, your faith can still be strong in tough times. You don't need great faith. You need faith in a great God. As Charles Spurgeon once said, "O oh, brethren, be great believers. Little faith will bring your souls to heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to you. If you grow or feed your faith through the word of God and the knowledge of God, how does Satan attack your faith and try to squelch it by messing up what you think about God? If you have faith in a small God, then you will have small faith. How big is your God? Take a page from this little guy. A little boy was asked, how many gods are there in the world? One God, he replied. How do you know that, said the skeptic? Because there's only room for one. Since heaven and earth can't contain him, how can anyone else fit in this world? He is so right. For our God is the best, far better than competing gods, why the skies, the entire cosmos can't begin to contain him, says Second Chronicles 2, 5, and 6. Tell me what other God can fit if the entire cosmos is already filled up with the one true God, Jesus. Where is your faith today?